Welcome to Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and guests unveil astrology's ancient archetypes that continually build the collective experiences in our unconsciousness. Get ready to find your free will from your roots in the stars. you might be as we are orbiting on with the sun in Leo right now. And this is Talk Cosmos. I'm Sue Rose Minahan. Tonight is August 15th in Seattle, Washington, and it repeats on Thursday at 6 a.m. for you that go online and listen to us. And we're going to talk about the astro weather, the cosmic astro weather. And Today, earlier, on August 15th, and I'm in Pacific time, I realize that others of you are in Eastern time, which is three hours later, Hawaii, three hours earlier, and even over in Africa and Europe. So we have listeners. The point is, is that on the 15th here, and it could be on the 16th over in Europe and other places, at 1042 this morning, it... Uranus went retrograde, and it will continue being retrograde until January 14th. That's what, five months? September, October, November, December, January? Approximately. It's a significant period of time. The outer planets go retrograde every year, and as life does reflect the cosmos, and the cosmos is a relationship and that's what why we look at astrology is to understand these influences that and how is it asking from us these energies the point is that one knows offhand we reflect we ponder things things aren't always in our system of of organization they are not going quite as forward as we might anticipate and that is in part the retrograde phenomena, which is, I have to always remind an audience that it's our perspective from Earth. Our astrology is Earth-centered. It is the ecliptic, that's the path of the sun going around the planets that all orbit the sun. So essentially, we are sun-oriented because all the planets go around the sun, but it's still from our perspective here. So from our perspective with the orbits from our view, it appears that the planet is not going in the same direction because it's gone in this circular fashion and it looks to be retrograde, and that's our experience. Uranus, the awakener, it puts us into our authentic territory, whether we like it or not. It's always not a prescription that's easy to take. And we'll discuss that. Madam Simon, who has been on the program at earlier times, go to Talk Cosmos and you can find out just what events she's been talking. As she is, she dedicates her primary astrological research to studying many forms of Lilith. And it's quite fascinating always to pick up on this very essential energy too. Madam Simon, she illuminates energies and also is an archetypal astrologer, a tarot reader, visionary fine artist, lives on Camino Island in Washington, studied and practiced divination arts for three decades, and makes 
Now, creates actually not just makes, but creates custom art based upon astrological events, plus a one of a kind hand stitched herbal dream pillow. And that's significant. Healing comes in all forms. And I'm sure these have a great deal of energy and care associated with them, as I've really enjoyed our conversation. She goes into great depth and quite a bit of awareness. So thank you. Hello, Madam Simon. I'm glad that we are now going to ponder Uranus. <laughs> Hello, Sue. Good to uh, be here again. Yeah. And actually, I might add, it's not just Uranus. It's a whole astro weather, as you aptly put when we were talking about it. But Uranus is pretty significant with that turn of events that's I felt almost immediately today, I am selling and moving and liquidating. I just decided this and decided a week ago and my due date I've decided is next week. Not too quick, huh? Little Aries, Mars happening here. But uh, also I've recognized that the deep uh concentration I've had on certain objects because I don't I don't need to take with me excess and it's it's a it, Taurus is about our values you know as we know and so we had a little discussion about this but just that factor of suddenly realizing that I could shift you know like a sudden shift like Aronis is my perspective on something that I had greatly valued even where I live you know I think it was approaching this energy for some time right well you know Taurus relates to our material resources um, our relationship with our planet our relationship with our bodies um, our fundamental survival needs um, and Uranus um, brings sudden change sometimes shocking, unexpected change, the thing that you never thought you would think <laughs> you're likely to think when Uranus is highlighted in some way. Um, and so, you know, with today, Uranus um, stationing, which means um, appearing to stop in the sky, okay, um, uh, it, as the beginning of um, turning retrograde, um, that means all things related to Uranus are um, highlighted, okay? So that includes things like uh, technology. Um, yeah, Uranus is very much related to the sciences. Um, and in Taurus is related to sciences that, and technologies that um, deal with our physical world, that deal with things like what we eat and how we tend to our survival needs. Um, but also, you know, this is definitely a, a shift in how one views one's material possessions is absolutely appropriate <laughs> to a, a yeah. station. Moon, thank you. Yes, it's mundane as, you know, in that sense of the world, worldly things. But yet uh, it, uh, it affects our values on everything, on how can we let go and what associates our value of anything and we tend to project so much into a material item and really is that the value 
one reason I'm leaving is because life is vibrant and alive. And the idea of going out to enter life on a, on a, ex, on an experiential basis, you know, being new is, is quite exciting, of course. Well, also, um, you know, if we look at the chart for um, Uranus' station this morning, um, it reflects some some other um, some other aspects, some other dynamics between um, other planets that are going on right now that also reinforce that. Um, so we see Mars in Aries. Um, Mars is going to be in Aries for a while. He's got a retrograde coming up and um, that's putting him in Aries for a much longer time than normal. Yes. And Aries is one of his home signs. Yeah, he's going to be in for six months. Um, and Mars right now, so he's in this, this challenging aspect with Pluto, who governs change, transformation. Um, Uranus governs change in that kind of like sudden way. But Pluto is more like long, slow, grinding kind of transformation. <laughs> Transmuting, um, yes. Right. And um, Pluto is at an inconjunct with the sun right now and is actually forming what is known as a yod, the finger of God. Um, it's this aspect, this triangular aspect um, forming with between Pluto and um, Neptune in a supportive sextile aspect. Both of those are retrograde. And then they are pointing at um, the sun and Mercury in Leo. Now the sun's in his domicile, he's in Leo, which is where a sign that he rules, okay? Um, and so, so the sun's in a place of power and is trying, is in this lovely trying supportive aspect with Mars in Aries. So even though Mars is, you know, kind of frustrated, I guess, and feeling challenged by that square to Pluto, He's getting support from the sun um, and and is supporting the sun. And Mars is all about action, okay? And in Aries, it's very much about adventure. So the idea of going off on a grand adventure, living life as an adventure is supported by the astrology right now. Yes, thank you. Yes, it is. And it is incredible as you say that to realize because there's a grand trine with our south node, which is in fiery Sagittarius. So we have the sun in Leo, the second fire sign at 23, and yep. the south node at 27 as it regresses, just to advise people, it starts at 30. It just went in there, I think it was May 6th, something like that. And it's staying there and for a year and a half. And then Nep uh, Mars at 23. Yeah, Mars is going to be quite a journey. We're a lot of action, you know, in that fiery sign that's initiating and cutting away. And it, yes, the retrograde will be September, I think, through November sometime. And then it finally leaves the early part of January. But we're experiencing new identity, yes, in many ways. Well, and also, you know, kind of a, a cutting away of what we don't need and a reshaping of uh, the structures of our life, both through 
Uranus and Taurus, literally, you know, shaking up our material experience, but also, you know, Pluto and Saturn, Pluto going through this long transformational thing and Saturn, you know, very much relating to the powers that be doubling down, trying to hold on to things as they've been holding on to the status quo. Um, but what I find really interesting is that with that yod, um, you see that combination of Pluto in particular, supported by the sextile with, with Neptune. So Neptune relates to our hopes and our dreams and our, our illusions and our delusions. Yes. But you know, that, that, that desire to have a better world, to see the world through, you know, uh, almost through rose-colored glasses in a way. And then Pluto can be, you know, a lot more of the, the um, kind of the things that we don't necessarily want to see, a lot of shadow material there, um, but also power and, and our compulsions. And both of those supporting each other are, um, are pointing like, the, you know, this finger, this, this um, attention that is being highlighted for us on the sun in Leo and, and our Mercury in Leo together. The sun in Leo is, it governs the heart, um, you know, and, it, and it's, it's a fiery heart as opposed to just just emoting all over the place okay it's like our spirit our passion um the core sense of self um, and our and our worthiness yes but we we truly feel our 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 identity to to emit it it it, what how we shine yes literally Thank you. That's right. How, that's right. How do we shine? And um, and with Mercury right there, it's also, you know, that's that's ideas that shine and reflect our core sense of self, our core purpose, our heart. And so, yes, we're in the midst of some intense change societally. There's a lot of, of stuff going on, you know, folks um feeling challenged by what by forces that are beyond their control, you know, via the pandemic, via economic situations, via political situations. And there is this drive for action. And at the same time, that action feels like it's, you know, bumping up its head, bumping its head up against, um, against these really big, powerful forces that you can't control. And yet those big, powerful forces are saying, look to your heart, look to your core look to your sense of purpose and your ability to shine what makes you shine what makes us all shine it's very true and a yod has such depth that many times you need to juggle uh it's not i mean in order to really achieve the the strength of a yod you know it's called the the finger of god and for the reason i've often thought since i have one i mean many of us do <laughs> besides you know sitting there is you need to be really true to yourself because it's that higher intent you know it will call you out if because it's like all three of those parts traditionally there's three but here we have how many planets we have four six planets involved in this yod they each want and, and expect 
their own direction and sort of find that meeting ground that especially since the apex is in leo and the sun are are the center focus of our umbrella of identity um and in its own sun as you say brought up it there's really that calling to release to release things i'm glad you brought up the fact of mars because it's not just one aspect it is this uh multiplicity of energies that are intertwined to help each other and sometimes stymie each other if 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 it's our way and not thy way as often is praised upon and you know with uranus it's really at this moment doesn't have any real connection immediately it's a little bit of a loan so here it is this big presence that's very centered i mean it may be in somebody's chart but as far as just the sky by itself the cosmos it so in other words it um that attention i like how you've brought that together because that attention is disruptive that's what Uranus does you know it's the planet outside of Saturn that said wait a minute we don't have boundaries we're outside the boundaries and there you go there's Uranus sideways and backwards the way it spins but it does the combination that's what I'm thinking you know of sat of Uranus now on its journey of disruption necessarily and then to have this at the moment this yod finger of god that is asking us of the neptunian greater powers beyond us such as the cosmos and the world and our dreams and our spiritual thoughts along with our illusions of if, and that's the point the illusions i think with that saturn and all this energy it does get back to like for instance me looking at something and thinking yeah i've treasured that but why sure it reflects my family but you know i'm like the little turtle with my back i can't cart everything with me and maybe it served its purpose maybe there's space for new things which isn't just attached to that item but it begins to release that whole depth of connecting to meaningfulness of so that one can really open for the new leaves of spring that will come one day <laughs> well keep in mind this is also you know this is a very interesting juxtaposition of um oh the personal and um you know the, the social uh, uh you know even the global um you know as you pointed out you know so the the exact aspects with regard to that yod if you're looking at at neptune the sun and mercury and pluto but pluto is is basically acting as a midpoint between um saturn um and jupiter and so he's drawing those two in as well now pluto and uh neptune are both outer planets saturn and jupiter are considered to be social planets um and um and then you've got mercury this personal planet in the sun something very very personal to us um 
you know, and then as I mentioned, Mars, Mars is also considered a personal planet. Um, and interestingly enough, Mars is actually on um, Black Moon Lilith right now. And she very much um, deals with what is our core sense of beingness, okay? This yin um, space of, of who we are when we're not doing, right? And then Mars is, is all about the action. So here we, we've, we've got our pure yin and our pure yang mm. together. Oh, okay. yes. Um, really driving us to get our actions in alignment yes. with our core sense of self. And it takes who we are without anybody else telling us what to be. And at the same time, those, those outer planets and those social planets can have us feeling like, you know, literally all the forces of these, these giant things in the world that we don't feel like we have any control of are bearing down on us. <laughs> Madam Simon, that's beautiful. That truly is. And looking too, I noticed the sun as, you know, in his own sign of that's where the rulership it is itself. That of course it is, but it is. But the moon, because on the 18th, this coming Wednesday, here on the Pacific Coast anyway, mm -hmm. um, is the new moon in Leo, which is the, yeah. the best, well, it's, it's a very powerful new moon of manifestation for the year, you know, unless it's an eclipse or, I mean, it's a, as we know, it's in Leo, but the moon is in its own sign and it's conjunct, uh, and the, what drew my attention to it was because and we, and I'm saying this for the audience, going to rulership, you know, because there's always this relationship between not just planets out there, but what sign is that planet transiting? How is that expressing itself? And it, in an area and, or in a sense, and Uranus in Taurus, of course, looks to beautiful Venus that rules two signs, both Venus, I mean, Taurus and Libra. And it's right close to the moon they're both in cancer so here you have the the these energies that are at the moment as you said holding space in their own and really centering about how does one feel and what are the values of that with everything because as you say it's not just my mundane life here one reason moving is because of the social and the the global situation we're all working at it and then i see this headline today in seattle that our president opposes the postal office to uh to limit mail voting which you know uranus is a higher echelon of mercury but we have mercury the transporter hermes between the spirit world and the the communicator like the twins, you know, it went between the material and the the spirit world, and uh, sometimes shows us what a trickster idea too. Not always, but it has many ways to communicate. But anyway, that's definitely a, a, a energy that's very current with our skies talking. Well. That, that yod 
again, really strikes me as very much uh, reflecting the issues with regard to the Postal Service. Um, you know, Pluto, power and control mm. in um, a sign of, of tradition and the status quo. Capricorn. Autocratic, yeah. Um, that... Well, keep in mind, it, it's not a matter. The, the Pluto in, in Capricorn is not democratic. <laughs> Pluto in Capricorn. Oh, oh no, autocratic. The, autocratic. Autocratic, yes. Yeah, is, autocratic. is the oligarch, is the, mm -hmm. you know, is, is literally power um, governance by the wealthy. Okay. Yes. Um, and then in that sextile to Neptune, you know, Neptune can relate to, you know, lovely, high-minded spiritual stuff, but Neptune can also relate to deception. Yes, because illusion, one doesn't know. And with the dream factor, it's not grounded. It is with the better sources. I mean, not sources, but the higher um, energies. Go ahead. I, yes, I'm supporting you. <laughs> and so then, and so then, um, you know, with both of those pointing to that Sun-Mercury conjunction there, you know, yes, they're in, in the sign of Leo and in relation to, you know, our heart and our ability to shine, but they're putting a lot of pressure on the individual's ability to shine through their vote. Yes, on many levels. And communicate yeah. their vote and their purpose and their power. Yeah. In, and in, and interestingly, there's both sides. There's always both sides to everything. And I'm realizing as you've said that, because it could, I, I like how you brought it out as the individuals, because again, Leo is a personal, you know, it's down the blow of the horizon and it is what we become. It's our whole essence, but it is also leadership of rulership in a way, a lot like the so if it were was reversed and we looked at that as a the leadership that's trying to exert itself and as our needs of our systems, you know, thinking of the Capricornian systems that are really being uh, the whole belief structure of of Jupiter with the 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 transmutation of of tearing out down what isn't supporting life uh, growth of Pluto with the essential structure of, of Saturn in its own sign that's going retrograde again, there is such, and Neptune that dissolves it, that's ultimately a truth seeker. There's so many truth seekers here. So it is most interesting to see both uh, stresses on this as far as a, in, you know, intriguing introspection we will return in a moment i am sue rose minahan for talk cosmos august 15th returning on the 20th thursday at a repeat with madam simon and we were talking about Uranus, the awakener the cosmic weather and we'll be glad to come back to you thank you we take a break from this week's edition of Talk Cosmos, let's take a look at this cycle's archetype. We are currently in the Yang period of Leo, ruled by the solar sun. Having departed from a cycle based on the internal process of emotional attachments requiring security and safety, 
The energy of Leo externally manifests our legacy through children and artistic creations. As a fixed yang fire sign that desires to ignite actualization, Leo the lion takes the risk to generously exhibit love and welcome all to share their stage with joyous pleasure for living life. Hello, this is Catherine Zumstein of EarthSkyAstrology.com, and you're listening to Talk Cosmos on Alternative Talk, 1150 AM, where we discuss the meaningfulness of our roots in the stars. You found us. Maybe you've been guided to listen. Alternative Talk, 1150. <laughs> I like that. Welcome again. And Madam Simon, as we ponder this, jumping with our cosmic weather in Leo here, which we have been talking about, you know, going back to Uranus in Taurus, I happen to support a group that started this year, I think, called 8 Billion Trees, and it's a nominal support, but was based on the idea that as one potential fix, and of course, Jupiter is always potentialities, if we were to plant 8 million trees, billion, 8 billion, thank you, not million, but billion trees on the globe, it would essentially resolve our ecological issues, which was a tall order, but this group took it on. And what they're indicating is and okay, a lot of that uh, planting has been in the state of Para, P A R A, in Brazil, which is the greatest deforestation since 2006. It's been in that area, but they go from many levels. They're, they're like holistic health. They're not just doing the symptom, but they're training people in that area to value and not deforest. And so it's. Uh, and they do put it in areas that have experienced 70% of vegetation loss. And so far, they have planted a million trees, one million. They're, it's progressing. Uh, and to, anyway, about in the half, a little less. Anyway, so it's, it's, it's moving along. But what they also are saying is, is that there's evidence. And this is where... Uranus, the awakener, the, the really the, the lightning bolt of vision that tells us what we can see and then in that vision work to improve, you know, elevate its elevation. It's that they're noticing that deforestation and spreading of disease are linked because as we hu humans destroy the land and the animals are moving in more, that had been protected in the forest and they bring disease and uh, there's different anyway it goes on to there's different kinds but what they're indicating is is that uh, to protect animals to be where they are to have this whole ecosystem as those of that understand about the ecology to some degree to realize it's this relationship that we really need to um, realize about the danger of deforestation, which is so Tarian. I mean, Tarian is the earth and it's, you know, we understand that the 
ocean has its problems, but the earth, the very earth, the soil we live on, that, that trees with their roots, you know, the groundedness, it's so important. And, it, you know, it's interesting when you brought up um, this, uh, this upcoming week's new moon in Leo and the connection between Venus and Uranus in that chart, um, you know, they are in a, a very tight sextile um, for that new moon. And sextiles are, are about harmonizing um, energies between planets. And so Venus, Venus is very personal. Venus deals with um, our love, our affection, our ability to connect with others um, and our values. And as you mentioned, um, Taurus is one of the signs that she rules. And so here is this very personal planet in um, the sign of cancer cancer rules the moon uh, the moon will be in leo okay but cancer rules the moon and so venus has a certain amount of control over our emotions during that time so that's a very affectionate feeling with the, you know the pride of leo and the sense of 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 self and the desire to shine and yet there's this also here is venus trying to harmonize with uranus okay one of those outer planets at a time when there's so much you know kind of stress with regard to the other outer planets <laughs> okay um and so it's it's uh, it's almost like venus is is um you know, Venus is like uh, a charming, a charming and kindly woman, you know, or person yeah. um, trying to say to like these larger forces, hey, wait a minute, <laughs> maybe we can get along. Maybe, maybe we can actually have, you know, this change be something that reflects um, compassion in our heart and our sensitivities and um, and our feelings, instead of just being kind of, you know, um, a bit shocking and maybe even, you know, disillusioning, um, you know, one of the problem sides of Uranus is um, a tendency toward detachment. Um, and so it's, it's interesting to see then this, this, this relationship um, between Venus and Uranus for this new moon that is saying, hey, Uranus, you don't need to be so detached. You know, come in and see what it's like to have a personal stake in things. <laughs> yeah, let's network. <laughs> let's have invent some social concepts of, how, I don't know what concepts. I like that. You know, Leo is joy. And if we're going to have a conversation, it really brings me back to the root of the focus of our times right now is to have that, as you say, love in the heart, because regardless of all the things that take us away, through our, I mean, how we th see things is our perspective. And I'm stating things not as, I'm stating the obvious, I think, that, to a lot of people. And to yourself too. So, but just to build on a 
thought process here, but because it is how we think about it, it's also how we feel about it. And to feel that, that that again and again comes up with so much transformation with whether it's quote new age or current spiritual consciousness. I think spiritual consciousness or higher consciousness is becoming the word rather than new age because it is the new life is thriving. That's very beautiful, Ali, recognized. It's a good new moon to make a manifestation, release what one wants to dispel of and somehow make a vision board or a, a little just even write down or just vocally or light a candle, something that helps you illuminate a new vision. With well, love. there's also um, something else that's going on with that is that uh, right now um, and and you know, it, it will still be the case um, at the time of that new moon, um, Venus uh, as of today is... Um, Oh goodness! I think she's applying to a square with uh, Chiron, but by by the time of that new moon, she'll be separating from that square, still, still in orb, still close enough to for it to, to to matter. Um, Venus Venus is in this challenging aspect with Chiron, so she's in a supportive aspect with Uranus, but this challenging aspect with Chiron, and Chiron relates to. Um, Chiron relates to uh, our sensitivities, where we feel like we have been injured or where we, we feel like we've been given the short end of the stick in some way, um, where we have been hurt in a way that we don't know how to remedy for ourselves, um, but that because of that, that sense of injury, um, we can actually have exercise more compassion toward others, okay? And put it to use for others, yes. Right, and it, here's the interesting thing. Um, Aries is where Chiron is right now, okay? Aries is very much concerned with one's identity. You know, it's that, that first sign in the zodiac. And so it's that first establishment of, of I, I exist, Um you know, I'm, I'm differentiated from the cosmic soup. <laughs> yep, right. And, um, and so Chiron in Aries relates to a sense of wounding about our identity, who we are. Absolutely, yes. And so that's a very interesting background energy to have to this new moon in Leo. Because Leo is very certain of who I am, of who we are. Okay, Leo has that sense of, you know, I'm here, I shine, I have, I have reason and purpose, and I want to share that with you. Whereas Chiron in Aries says, I don't know who I am. Well, this is especially after all of the changes we've been going through. Exactly. Especially you, after all the turmoil. It's and actually trauma. It's a perfect time to have a new moon like this because a new new seed, new moon by the seed, you know, that's when the sun and the moon, there is no light because the earth is in front of the reflection and, and the, we don't, that's that 28-day cycle. 
just to, again, for the audience, but as it, I see life as a prescription basis, you know, as you've said, since March, for sure, and January, we could predate it, and then we were aware of this coronavirus before that, to some extent, but not so uh, deeply. But since March, for certain, it's become um, very prominent and altered radically everything that we know about in our life structure. So yes, we're all truly wondering how do we fit with this new paradigm, which is, as we know, a, a, an astrologer's um, website in energy. And it's so true. It, But this new, in new in the sense it is yet developing. And it's developing because of people, each one of us, that is taking life as it is being handed to them to redesign who they are and I think a lot of it is realizing it's like the butterfly that takes a while to be recreated lives you know there's partly the compost of one's life that can build new growth and there's other part that just needs to be shunned and you know you find the treasure in the the dirt it's you don't need all the dirt you just need the treasure so relating back to uranus with its ruler which is venus because it's in taurus with its ruler this new moon is really and what you're bringing up is is that with the chiron energy that we're also moving through because life keeps changing so it's it's going to be a new source of of the predicament, the mission is the mission. And it is that matter of looking at those values, caring and loving and remembering we're, we're united. We're not just alone in our survival because I think we've brought up too that Taurus is very survival oriented and it's a beautiful part about it. It's strong. It builds that new growth from Aries. It's the second sign and it, it's going to survive. It's going to withstand gravity as my instructor or teacher, Maurice Fernandez, often says. So it's a, it's a, it's not just a lollipop uh, new moon. Oh, I want this, I want that. But truly, deeply inside, how are we putting our shards, a C H A R D S, you know, when pottery breaks and it's in pieces? What's our new mosaic? And. You know, keep in mind, this is also, this is, this is both personal and on a grand scale, on a world scale, on a country scale. Um, you know, there's lots of upheaval. There's lots of upheaval all over the world right now. Mm -hmm. You know, it's very easy to just get caught up in what's going on in our, uh, what, you know, whichever country you're in or whichever neighborhood you're in but the whole world right now is going through a lot of upheaval yes um, if you really if you look at international news right now it is kind of insane <laughs> well, that's that's the amazing energy is that we are united in that in a very separated way it's like trauma we're all experiencing this break this this the the rhythm has stopped from what people have been habitually 
attached to, you know, habitual and moon and attachments and Uranus breaking it, all these energies that we're speaking of. I wonder, you know, and of course, as we understand that Mars is retrograde. In fact, all three of the personal planets have are retrograde. Mercury always is. It has already gone through Pisces and then it went through Cancer and now it will be going into Scorpio towards the end of the year in November. But all three of the personal planets are not retrograde right now. No, no, they're, excuse me. Oh, thank you, Madam Simon. Yeah, I apologize to our illustrious audience. I meant in this calendar year of 2020, we will yes. have experienced the, the, the retrogrades. I mean, we're familiar with with quick moving mercury that three times a year and this year it's going to all be in the water signs but venus isn't always every year nor is mars venus is about 1.6 years that it goes retrograde and mars is two point years but it happens to be in this calendar year i think because we're being it gets back to Uranus in Taurus, where it's being necessitated that humanity wake up, be the awake, re- listen up, you know, to the awakener of that energy of Uranus to realize that as right in the beginning, you said it has, Taurus has to do with our bodies, the planet, the material what is our relationship? Venus, the ruler, also rules Libra. What is our relationship with all of those? Because uh, we, it's, it's, I think I've, I've pulled it all together there. Um, it really is a monumental moment to distinguish the the truth of what supports life what's the real value that is a constant you know it's it's the heart that's one thing you know getting back to leo but also recognizing that um you know going back to what you were talking about earlier of uh that that things that you have previously held on to ways of doing things that we have previously held on to. It, it, now is a time when Uranus is saying, are you sure about that? Yes. <laughs> that really how you want to keep doing things? And, you know, there are things that we, we may have done for centuries. Okay. Remember what I said previously about, you know, Pluto in particular, but that whole cluster in Capricorn, Pluto, Jupiter, and Saturn all in Capricorn together, are very much show where the powers that be are doubling down and saying oh no we don't want things to change heaven forbid that they change or they if they do change we want them to change and wait cement our power more okay and that is not serving everybody it's only serving a limited few and i think a lot of people not just in the United States, although, you know, the protests that have been going on in the United States have definitely highlighted this, but we're seeing protests in lots of places. Yeah, Hong Kong for many. Yes, yes. Okay. And so there's people all over the planet who are recognizing that the way we've done things for goodness knows how long are not actually serving everybody. 
nope. they only serve a limited few. And unfortunately, they are serving that limited few at the expense of our actual home, at the expense of our earth, at the expense of our climate, at the expense of our lives, you know, literally in the case of, of, you know, people dying because of COVID, but also with all of the people who are being economically, um, who have been economically disadvantaged, but are being more so now with all of the disruption to our economy. Um, and Mars is a perfect one, you know, at 23, almost 24 degrees with Lilith, <clears throat> which I just realized that is exactly on my north node. So, you know, so that you move at this time. <laughs> right. And Lilith, bless her soul, the primal energy of autonomy, I think for her to be in Aries is very representational, that first energy. I, I think of Lilith as such, as you were saying, to to be, to actually be in one's pureness. It's um, very essential. And, and I think with these limitations, like London, Hong Kong, so many, you know, that's, it's incredible to see the commonality of our experience with other people. Uh, on a global scale, on a unification that way. So I think rather than, because there is a stress between great wealth and it's been a wonderful world for certain people and for all of us to a certain, well, how can I say all is always a misnomer, so pardon me for even suggesting it. But still the United States has, if nothing else, great garage sales. My goodness, I lived in Mexico. There aren't garage sales there. You know, you 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 pay big money for any used object. It's not like here you can buy anything you need, just go outside and go to a garage sale until now. So we do have a level of, of abundance here that gets handed down to some extent. But we know that, as you say, it's at the expense of our collective environment, the world we live in, it, we need a reset button. <laughs> we're getting a reset button. That's what we're getting. And also remembering that because this is Leo, it's time. I'm so glad you brought it up. The heart, you know, to unify that mind that might step away from feeling and feel that so that we can get down to the center of what's true. What's true, but also what, how do we shine? How do we be our best selves? How do we create a space in which other people can also be their best selves? How do we create a space in which all of us can shine? Yes. Mutual dignity. And right. yes, and opportunity. Oh, I love it. And we reconsidering, reviewing, revisioning is what retrograde is about and especially with uranus it is a revisioning 
seeing a seeing things in a different light with regard to how do we liberate ourselves how do we make a more free society and i think it does all tie back into breaking away from those values that may have been conditioned because we're talking about Saturn too, just throwing in all these words and concepts. I mean, it's this mix, like you say, a soup, but it is this, of the conditioning that we've had that worked. Things seem to work. People, even on a beleaguered, uh, 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 fractured way, can manage to adapt and work. But there's a point when the wheel breaks. It's not... <laughs> pulling the cart and we are at that moment where we need to reconsider um, and I like your re-envisioning envisioning is so great because that's where imagination is part of well it is the core of what um, becomes so it's it's our job it's it's not just a job it's our gift it's a gift yes it's Leo it's our gift to envision and, and because there's a lot of work ahead. I mean, by work, we're just in one moment of time. We have this, we're going to be reviewing our energies. We're going to have a new set in December of other uh, opportunities. And this will help set the stage. Mm-hmm. Oh, before we go on, I will just mention that next week we begin Virgo. We have a mystery guest, and that will be very exciting. And this is Talk Cosmos on August 15th, repeated on the 20th in the morning. That's a Thursday every week. But Podcast One has all the replays. And if you ever forget, go to Talk Cosmos, sign up. We're happy to send you our updates for the schedule and guests. Madam Simon is my guest tonight. She has Icon Alchemy. She makes beautiful artwork, and besides being a very gifted astrologer of consultations. And you can find out all this detail by going to Talk Cosmos, and we're so glad to have our audience. We want to connect more and more. So we are talking about the Leo cosmic weather at this moment with Madam Simon, and we have several minutes. So, okay. Uh, so, um. You know, you were you alluded to earlier, uh, or, or actually just a short while ago, um, that you know this this uh, Uranus retrograde is setting the stage for uh, for what's coming up, and you know in December in particular, Saturn will be joining uh, Jupiter in Aquarius, and that is actually going to be the precursor. Um, to Saturn is going to start squaring Uranus next year. There will be a whole series of that. Wow. Well, you know, right now with Aries, it's like helping us forge. It is the cosmic weather of now. It's like get the action inside and recreate, re-envision. Thank you so much, Madam Simon. We have a, a few moments as we depart from our talk cosmos but it's just always such a pleasure thank you likewise sue thank you so much for having me and we love our audience blessings in every manner of your manifestation we'll connect again good night
Thank you for listening to Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and guests unveil astrology's ancient archetypes that continually build the collective experiences in our unconsciousness. Be sure to tune in next Saturday at 6 p.m. to continue finding your roots in the stars.